No garlic pickles. No Lindy's. No Madison Square Garden. No Yogi Berra. What do you know about Yogi Berra, Miss Deverish? I beg your pardon? Yogi Berra! Yogi? Why, it's a sort of religion, isn't it? You bet it is. A belief in the New York Yankees. You know what's wrong with New Mexico, Mr. Wendell? Too much outdoors. Give me those eight spindly trees in front of Rockefeller Center any day. That's enough outdoors for me. No subways smelling sweet sour. What do you use for noise around here? No beautiful roar from eight million ants fighting, cursing, loving. No shows, no South Pacific. No chic little dames across a crowded bar. Worst of all, Herbie, no 80th floor to jump from when you feel like it. A little bit. Okay. <clears throat> Frank. Hey. Um... <laughs> oh, this is one of those episodes where we talked for like an hour before the show started. Yeah, and I was like, the whole time I was like, we should have been recording this because <laughs> this is what our our podcast is about, basically. Yeah, life, life, yeah, real shit, big big life decisions. <laughs> um, and so we we spoiled a lot of it. We got a lot of our content out of us already. Yeah, unfortunately, we'll try to make up for it. Yeah, we'll try to rehash it and make it sound fresh. <laughs> yeah, and add some sound effects. <laughs> But we, um, some big life news for, for Eric Price. Yeah. We have a new review. So there's plenty of content coming at you. Yes. Um, it's still coronavirus. It's now May. Memorial Day weekend is coming up this weekend. I'm so tired of this virus. Typically, um, it would be Memorial weekend. Yeah. I'm crushed that we're not doing that. Devastated. Absolutely. Just destroyed. Um, it's the one thing I look forward to every year. Uh, that then Christmas then Thanksgiving, <laughs> and so I think some of the some of the boys are going to meet up in the park. Yeah, Monday right for Man Morneal Day. Oh, that's pretty good. You know, like like we're did you just make that up? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like we're mourning the loss of yes. Man Morneal. Yes. Um, other news: You still have a beard. Yeah, I was thinking this beard is sort of a metaphor for the struggle that we were just talking about before we record. That's what I was thinking. Because this thing fucking sucks. It does suck. It looks horrible. It doesn't look that bad. It doesn't make you look slim. I'll say that. Really? It makes your face look like more rounded out. I know. Uh, Maya said that I look like my dad. Oof. And he looks like a bushwhacker from 1980s WWF yeah, wrestling. Yeah, yeah. So, but it's because it's starting to like go like... Civil War. Yes. Like, or like Gold Prospector. This is the longest beard you've ever had. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's not enjoyable. I kind of hate it. It's terrible. Yeah. I'm just sort of like fucking around with it all day. Yeah. And it, it doesn't feel good. Right. And if you try to smooch your beautiful bride, you're just smooching your own whiskers. Do you still have uh, beard oil in it? Uh, I didn't put any in today. I, I had about a week there where I was uh, using beard products. Yeah. I got tired of that shit. Yeah. Um, so your wife does not like it. No. Hates it. <laughs> Hates it. <laughs> and you're growing, growing it just for fun? Yeah. I was sort of doing this like, it, you know, this pandemic, like lockdown. Like a hockey beard kind of thing. Exactly. It's yeah. my playoff beard for real life. Right. 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 Um, yeah. It's just too goddamn long to go, though. 
You yeah. can't go like seven months growing a beard. Yeah, I I sort of uh, reached I, I reached my breaking point today. Yeah, and I was going to shave it, but then my wife had to do uh, some recording for work, uh-huh. and and it, but it was like it had to be extremely high quality recording. So we like I set her like had to set her up in a closet, you know, mm-hmm. with like 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 try to create like the most acoustically sure, sure. dead space in the apartment. So I couldn't just like bust out the clippers while she was in there recording and she was recording for like four hours. Wow. So I was like, I really Tough thought day. today was the day <laughs> I, I started growing a mustache. I had it for maybe four days. Yeah. Hated it. I was thinking about keeping the mustache and yeah. shaving the beard off, but I don't know. I just, I'm so sick of the whole enterprise. I think I just need like a short kind of like, thicker stubble mustache like it's almost like i'm coming out of the closet with my mustache you want you know, that's what it looks like wait you want a stubble mustache that's or? what i think is best for me really just like a just a faint like <laughs> twice as thick as this now right just a little just a little like a little friction yeah a little like shading a little something to grab onto yeah <laughs> it'll give something to give you rug burn <laughs> yeah i um I I am just uh, you know I'm in a I, I, as we were talking before as we're probably going to talk about I'm in a I'm entering a stage of transition, um, and I'm I'm really running out of patience with this whole uh, every day is exactly the same yeah uh, lockdown thing yeah I'm kind of getting used to it though I'm kind of I was I've think I've hit the point and now I'm enjoying it I've crested not me. <laughs> I'm kind I, of into it now. I was into it before, and now I'm just like, okay, I, I hate this. I wake up yeah. with this fucking beard every day, and every day is exactly the same. And I, I, I said in our group chat today, I quit running today. Yeah, I was excited to hear that. Can't I can't do it anymore? You know, I was when I was running today. I was thinking about how you're not running, and um, that wasn't like a gloating. Yeah, that, no, I, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and I was thinking, you often set goals for yourself that are like, that become work instead of just finding a way to enjoy the thing you're doing. Yes, that is my life. <laughs> that, are you just ju- do it in a way that's like digestible? Are you just like, discovering this about me just now? Just eat a slice of pizza. Don't eat, you don't have to eat the whole pie. No one asked you to eat the whole pie. I always you know? eat the whole pie. Frank. <laughs> <laughs> and you hate pizza, you know? <laughs> So just, yeah. you were training for a marathon. Why? I don't know. I just needed some structure. Just tell yourself you're going to run three miles every day. That's cake. Oh, I know because I've been on a marathon training program. Three miles is nothing. Exactly. And but, you always feel good after three miles. Yeah. Well, this week I started, I, I'm hitting the 12 mile runs. Yep. I just don't need to run that far. I feel exactly the same way. I love running. I don't need to run more than like six miles. It's it's introducing more anxiety into my life. Yeah. Because I'm dreading doing it so much. I mean, it's cool when you do it and you feel good about yourself, but like, don't make it work. Here's the thing. Just have a little pizza party for yourself every day. You know? I need to learn <laughs> to have the little pizza party. Yeah. Because I'm trying to do the Pizza Hut buffet every day. Right. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to close it out. I'm try- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, here's something I can tell you. You can't wake up with anxiety at <clears throat> 545 every day and run 12 miles. Well, You're burning the candle at both ends. D- yes, you can. The, you can do it for a while. I'm in week seven. 
As those who were into uh, Chinese medicine, it's a lot of yang. <laughs> really? Is that what the... That were yin? The, the, I don't know. One of those. A lot of one of them. A lot of yang, I think. Yeah. There, there, I think what you're trying to say is there's an imbalance here. Right? <laughs> I've been hanging out with a lot of people into Chinese medicine recently. So. Yeah. Um, a lot of yang. I got to get on that yin shit, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I got I, I to focus on my yin heart. Maybe it's my yin, yeah. Too much yin. Um, I Yeah, today I went out for my run. It was supposed to be a three-miler, yep. my third run of the week. Yesterday I did six miles. Yep. Day before that I did three. Uh-huh. And then this Friday I was on schedule to do 12. Yeah. And I ran around the block and I got to an intersection and I had to wait for the light. And I just stopped and I was like, I'm done with this shit. <laughs> and I just walked home. So you don't have to quit running though. It's a thing. Maybe, maybe you just don't want to run today. I'm quitting the program. That's fine. Just but don't quit running. Maybe I'll, I'll keep running. So what I always tell everybody who, who wants to start running, I'm a big like running evangelist. I know. I don't, I don't understand the joy that you experience when been you run. for years. <clears throat> and what I always say is you never regret running. You never regret working out. You go, you work out. You always, always feel better. Yeah, afterwards. but like I regret running. Why? Like on days when I do a 10-mile run. Exactly. Don't run 10 miles. And like my hip is clicking for the rest <laughs> of the day, and I'm so tired that I can't focus on anything. So you run three miles. How do you feel? Fine. Exactly. Shake it off, and I'm like exactly. I hit the shower, and I'm fresh. Right. I understand that that's where I need to be. That's the pocket. <laughs> <laughs> three to five. You're good. I try to eat the whole party sub, dog. Do you understand? <laughs> I don't just shave off a little piece and save it for yeah. later. I mean, I've done the same thing. I tried running eight miles two days in a row, and it almost killed me. I felt like I was dying. Yeah. And I took two days off. I try never to take more than a day or two off in a row. And it just you you just feel better. It, it's undeniable. And it's to me, it's like... Okay, if someone said, hey, just do this thing, you give me this look like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Jeff, it's fine. That's fine. No, no, I, I, I respect your position. Someone said to you, hey, just do this somewhat uncomfortable thing right. for half an hour every day and you will guarantee to feel better. Wouldn't mm-hmm. you do it? As long as it's not like licking your own balls? Yeah. Exactly. I, so like for me, the real... There are times when I get in the zone when I'm running where I enjoy it. And it's mostly because I'm listening to something that I enjoy and I, I sort of get into a, um, a meditative state. Yeah. I enjoy that. You hit your flow state. <clears throat> yes. Um, <laughs> I, I enjoy that feeling. Yeah. I, I haven't <clears throat> been achieving that much recently. Yeah. Um, and w- for me, the benefit of running, it's, it's just a cost benefit analysis. Mm-hmm. It's like, there are all sorts of exercises I could do, but my goal is to burn calories. I'm trying to burn as many calories in the duration of time that I'm exercising as I possibly can. Sure. So that's why I'm not doing like yoga for 45 minutes. Do some burpees in your apartment. Right. But do like a thousand burpees. I could, that would, that would burn calories, but that is, that moves the needle too far in the other direction. And because that's so boring, I can't handle it. Hmm. You know what I mean? I guess so. I don't find it boring. But. Burpees? Yeah. Standing in one spot doing burpees over and over again? Yeah. 
You should go to prison. You would, <laughs> you would enjoy it. <laughs> I would also suggest running without headphones. No fucking way. <laughs> you just got to open your mind, man. No. I'll run an hour straight, no headphones. No. Oh, God. <laughs> that that sounds like hell. That No way. I like to you listen to a podcast. I need to be transported to another place. No. You are, though. That's a thing. You are. No. Just your keys. I even hate bringing my phone to track it. No. Just my keys. No. And you're just free, man. No. It's pure. No, you're imprisoned. <laughs> you're imprisoned in your own mind. You're pure. You're like, you just run. There's Just look around the neighborhood. Look at the people. Think about all the people you hate in your life. You know, ruminate on shit. And then by the time you're done running, you just sort of clear it all out. No, that is not my process. It's like a defragging, you know? It's not my process. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I respect the lockdown and I want it to go on as long as it needs to go on. Yeah. But I miss going to the gym. Yeah, I miss I miss lifting heavy shit. Yes. That is <laughs> that is where I feel good. I want both though. That's where I feel the way you feel when you run. Running is just it's just such a cure all. Like today I went for a run a run during my work hour, during my work day, and I ran the bridge and back. And I was like running and tried to hurry up because I had a meeting as soon as I got back. So I like got into my apartment, sat down. And like sat out, like like logged into a meeting, and I sort of thought no one would notice that I just gone for a run because I was yeah. you know, I was wearing a t shirt, but like you know, I was wearing like a jacket over it. And the first thing my boss says like, "So did you just go running?" Um, I guess I was like you know sweaty enough and like looked. Do you have to be on a video call? Yeah, can you just do voice only? I guess I could, but I had to show my work. Right. Um. Anyway, yeah. So. We're going to review Goop today. Right. And the reason I bring that up right now is because I feel like we this is a self-help podcast. So I thought it would make sense to <laughs> to uh, review self-help <clears throat> shows. Yeah. Um, just a little like bit of a meta moment for the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense for us. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we are in this some is, ways this, our own goop this is a self-help podcast i mean that's the category we should be in yeah in itunes yeah um self-help yeah yeah or is it is it like self-help <laughs> by example of like <laughs> yeah what you should not there's many different ways methods of helping someone right yeah some people will give you good advice like you can get the yeah. headspace app and sure like mindfully meditate some people will just tell you how to like uh envision your a better life yeah we will tell you by example how not to live your life yeah we'll tell you the guilt and shame you feel after you punch a car <laughs> i screamed at someone on saturday what what Thought did you, you scream and why i screamed i'm being careful <laughs> you screamed i'm being yeah. careful yeah i said, no, I, said I, I am careful um i was <laughs> it was a beautiful day on saturday and I rode my bike to Central Park, mm-hmm. and the streets were just totally empty. Yeah, you know, because there's no traffic, no tourists, no like commuters. Right. And so I'm riding down Central Park West, I believe. Yeah. And this like older, it's like middle aged Jewish man, and his son is like awkward teenage son. I kind of like made a turn in the street, and he's like, "Hey, be careful!" I was like, "What?" Be careful. I was like, I am being careful. He's like, it doesn't look like it. And I was like, what? <laughs> Do you want to go? Yeah. And it started, I kind of just screamed. <laughs> Are you threatening me? Dad? Yeah. 
got yeah. pretty worked up. I'm feeling like so much closer to rage now, like so much closer to exploding. Yeah. Uh, that, that's another thing that I'm experiencing throughout this, uh, lockdown. And I think it's just the mounting irritation of like, you know, being in the same place and yes, having no variation. Stimulation. Yeah. But like <clears throat> I, I went to this, I went to CVS yesterday to buy toothpaste and I came back and, uh, on the ground floor of my building, there's a Mexican restaurant that in the afternoon they open one of their windows and they sell margaritas. Yeah. Which is cool in theory. I bought one. You did? Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Was it good? Yeah, it was all right. They have pretty good food there. Yeah. Um, but on like really warm days, it turns into just an outdoor bar outside. Yeah. So there's just like a, Sounds a, fun. a whole group. Also very fun. In theory. <laughs> but I'm just trying to walk to CVS to get toothpaste and then go back into my hidey hole. And are they, are they fucking up your shit? Yeah. And there were like these two guys standing there. <laughs> And I think like one of them was wearing like reflective clothing. So he was like a construction worker, you know, like beef castles, like, like they, actual construction or like village people construction, actual construction. Okay. Um, like, you know, one of these like crane operators. Sure. 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 Um, but, but like I was walking and they were <clears throat> yelling something at me and I, and I'm just like, what? And I, I looked up and they're both looking at me and they're like laughing and yelling something at me. And I just stood there and stared at them yep. like, not not like staring at them like you want to go, yeah. but staring at them like in disbelief. Are you talking to me? Yeah, I'm just walking by with my toothpaste, <laughs> man. And they're both yelling and like, you know, Frank. There's, I have got a lot of pet peeves. Yeah, I and one of them is uh, when like, you know how there's like, <clears throat> you know when you go to the bar. Like I feel like these people really inhabit happy hours, but like when you go to a bar and there's like big dude like a big beefy dude yeah who drinks like half a heineken and loses his mind <laughs> he's like yeah. falling over tables it's like what's up what's up dog? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's hitting on every girl in the bar just like yeah just a wreck yeah that was those guys <laughs> and i was just zero like zero chill are you you're gonna bring this shit to my doorstep <laughs> what did they say i don't know because mm. i had my headphones in yeah. and i was just like I, what am i gonna do like yeah, i'm not yeah. gonna engage with this but it was just it felt it was exhausting and i was like i'm but that's a little this. slice of like normal life for you though isn't it sure a little slice of like what it used to be <laughs> being being hectored on yeah, the street exactly <laughs> yeah uh, i maybe i don't want nostalgia back nostalgia <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I haven't. I didn't used to scream at uh, middle-aged men in the Upper West Side before. Now I do. I don't know. Maybe that's my new life. Well, there was that. Uh, was it in the New Yorker or the Times when it, there was the essay about how um, the the lockdown is making people shittier to each other? Well, everyone's so eager to fucking shame each other. Yeah, there's that. Yeah, and I think like. I don't get it with New Yorkers. Like, why do you feel like you, everyone wants to police each other? Yeah. Is it, maybe that's not a New York thing, but it feels like it. I, I think it's like, um, it's a way to like work out the anxiety. Like it's a way to work out. Like, I think people are feeling so under pressure and like uncomfortable all the time Yeah, that when they see someone who they perceive to not be experiencing that same discomfort, they're yeah. like, Hey, <clears throat> get in line. Like, yeah. 
I, I mean, I almost said something to like a few people not wearing masks, but I didn't. Like, I walked into Washington Square Park on Saturday after Central Park, and there was just some fucking like thirty-something-year-old white dude reading a book. There's people all over, yeah. no, no mask on. Like, you are the face of entitlement. Totally. You are the fucking poster boy of like white privilege saying, hey, everyone else is wearing a mask. I don't need to. Yeah, I would say it's privilege, not white privilege. But, sure. Uh, yes. Privilege. Yes. Because there's a there's a I, I went to the park on Saturday or Sunday, Sunday, I think. Yeah, Sunday. Uh, and uh, Maya and I went to meet Turbo Chad. Yep. To have a social distance hang. Nice. And uh, we all wore our masks. We yeah. had our masks on the whole time and we stood, um, you know, <clears throat> triangulated uh, sure. like many feet away from each other. Uh, and half the park wasn't wearing masks. And well, I think once they were close to each other as like small group, they weren't right. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, I feel like we're approaching a tipping point where people are going to be like, fuck it. Well, when I walk around, like on my way here, everyone was wearing a mask. Yeah. And everyone like on my run was wearing a mask for the most part. There's always just some fucking dude who thinks he's, he thinks he's better than it. He thinks like everyone else is doing the work for him. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know what's going through a person's head when they're like, uh, everybody else could do that. Yeah. I'm not going to. Right. Oh, well, I don't want to be uncomfortable. <laughs> everyone I, else can. I understand that impulse, but, uh, <laughs> sure. Sure. I mean, I was hesitant at first. I was like, do we really need to do this? Yeah. But then when it was, you know, when it felt like necessary, you get on board. Yeah. So, uh, th- this, this, there's a little bit of overlap with this topic and what we were talking about before. Um, uh, so just to, to lay it out there, um, I'm potentially buying a piece of property up in the Catskills. <clears throat> I'm I'm doing what it's like, you know, what's happening to me is what happens to all hipsters who die in Brooklyn. Yeah. We, we go to the Catskills. Yes. Um, so uh, I'm potentially buying a piece of land in the Catskills and I'm going to go hang out up there for the summer and I don't know, do stuff in the woods. You should really build a pool on that property. You should take a pool out. There, there's a pond. Pool. <laughs> Should have a pool. You don't want to go swimming in the pond? Nope. <laughs> go swimming in a fucking pool. Okay. Uh, well, I'll get started digging that pool. <laughs> so you've got a place to you cool got, off. You got, <laughs> you got time. Yeah. Um, but uh, what I noticed, and, and by the Catskills, I'm talking about two hours north of New York City. Yeah. Um, for anybody who's not familiar with the general area. Um and it's it's kind of like mountainous ski region, <clears throat> woodsy camping, all that stuff. And uh, attitudes up there are very different, very more lax. Um, no, everybody that we interacted with had masks on. Oh, cool. Um, but there is a uh, there's like a like a like an overtone of uh, uh, like anger. <laughs> like it, it's not exactly anger. It's like um, resentment about okay. it. Um, about, and about the pandemic, about the regulation of huh. behavior during the pandemic. Oh, I see. So like we, we went and saw like a f- police state vibe or what? Yeah. So we saw a few different properties and like, you know, it's a very different world up there. It's very rural. People live on like large pieces of land and, you know, people have like 
thin blue line flags and machine gun flags and shit like that. It's a different world up there. Trump 2020 flags. Yeah. Um, and like here, I feel like there's no, uh, like explanation necessary when you're like, Hey, popping my mask on before we go out, you know, whatever. But up there everywhere, like we saw a few different properties and everywhere we went, they're like, okay, you got to have a mask on, you know, because they say that that's what you got to do. And you make sure you put gloves on because you got to put gloves on before, you know, it's like, um, we're all doing this song and dance. Uh, and we saw a protest, uh, protesting the, the, um, so fucking stupid. Like the cl- the business closures and lockdowns and stuff. Yeah. And the protest was like, like I would say about like 12 boomers standing on the side of the road. I, those protests kill me. It's like, oh, because your life is un. If you want to go back to work, fine. Right. I get that. If you are just inconvenienced. Yeah. Fuck you. <clears throat> it was, it was hard to like get a sense of the tone of this protest. Yeah. Like I, I, I saw some signs that they were holding up that said non-essential and stuff um, saying, basically saying like, I'm, I'm out of work because I'm non-essential. I see. Um, which like, that's a real grievance. Sure. I understand that. Sure. Um, so I can't say that it, like the protest that we saw in particular was as stupid as say like the guys who are doing pushups outside a gym cause they wanted to reopen or like, yeah. you know, the people who are like, you know, screaming that they want to go get their nails done or whatever. Yeah. But I don't know at the same time, like I I guess I don't even really have an opinion about it. It's just like a really dramatic tonal shift between like the way people are acting here, which is just like, this is what we do. This is what we have to do. Also, This is like the epicenter too. Like this, we've been hit the worst. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we got truckloads of bodies right outside. Yeah, yeah. And they don't up there, right, obviously. Right, right. Um, if you don't see it, it's harder to, like, feel the impact of it. Yeah. Uh, but the also, like, we've settled into it down here. Yeah. The, this kind of, like, lifestyle, probably because so many people can work remotely here. Sure. <clears throat> but, like, up there, it feels like it feels like everybody's looking at their watch. Especially if you work in service or hospitality or anything. Like, yeah. And there's a lot of that kind of work upstate. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, there, there is this like unspoken, like additional layer to <laughs> it when you're talking to anybody about it. Um, but yeah, the protest was funny cause it was about like, you know, like I said, about like 12 boomers standing on the side of the road, holding signs up and like 50 cops <laughs> just standing there staring at them. That's so funny. <laughs> like don't get out of line. Everybody else is staying home, so we got nothing else to do yeah, today yeah. except stand here and wait for one of you <laughs> to just to bring hell upon yourselves. Like, <laughs> please cause a problem. Please, like, drink too much and fall down so I can hit you with my nightstick. Yeah, it's Saturday <laughs> afternoon. We're all here. Yeah. We got nothing to do. Get too rowdy. I dare you. <laughs> um, yeah, so how are you we were talking briefly before we recorded yeah about uh your feelings about moving i don't know if you want to rehash any of that but uh well the 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 short version i guess like to bring everybody else up to speed is that uh for a while we've been thinking about like trying to find a place upstate that we can afford to have it as like a place to go in the summer and a place to go on the weekends um which is not unheard of in New no, York. A lot no. of people do that. Um, 
but you know, we've been sitting in an apartment for the past three months and we're like pretty tired of it. <laughs> and so we've been looking and we went and found a place that <clears throat> we're, we're like, we made an offer and it was accepted, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and now I'm suddenly grappling with, like we talked about what's going to happen if, if we're both working remotely, like why would we have two properties and why would we sit in an apartment when we have yeah. the opportunity to be like, you know, ripping wheelies on dirt bikes up in the Catskills. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like there is a very real possibility that in a few months, like we'll pack up this apartment and leave and we'll go up to the Catskills for the, at least the rest of the year. And that, that there's a lot of complicated feelings in, in me. Do you think you're going to have your own weight room? Fuck yeah, dog. <laughs> well, it's going to be more like I, I'm imagining like just like strongman shit outside. Nice. Like I'm going to get one of those big stone balls. Yes. And I uh, just like I put like handles on a giant log. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have, I'm going to have every morning I'm going to wake up and I'm going to have to like pick up a stone ball and put it on a pedestal. <laughs> and Maya will time you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean like there, there's, there's so much stuff I could do if I didn't have the limitations of living in an apartment in New York. Like yeah. I, I was telling you, like the first thing I want to do is get a fucking drum set. I want to build a mini ramp in the backyard. I want to like, I, I just want to like do all the stuff that I fantasize about. So here's, here's, here's a perfect example. Uh, have I ever sent you that video? <clears throat> it's on Vimeo and it's called the cinder cone. No, it's, it's like 15 minutes long and it's, it's called the cinder cone and it's about, um, this guy building his home, quote unquote home, um, in Washington. And he calls it the cinder cone mm-hmm. and it's a tree house. He lives in a tree house sure. and it's beautifully shot. It's like, it's just like hipster catnip. Like yeah. the, the whole thing is, you know, um, but the video is about like him and his friends building this enormous tree house together. And it's like, it's in the middle of the forest. It's so beautiful. He builds like a, a concrete skate bowl underneath it. And it's like, but it's, it's like, it, it's like a dream. It's, it's a crew of like 20 guys in the woods building this, like having fun, goofing around with each other. And, and I, that, that video is like four years old mm-hmm. and I have watched it like a million times. Yeah. And the, and I used to watch it before and I used to just think, wow, there's like some people who just get to do what they want. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I am, sure. I am not by any means trying to say that I don't think my life rules or is utterly overflowing with privilege and luck and pleasure. pleasure. <laughs> Let me tell you something. My life, my, the cup of my life runneth over with pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> it is a bacchanalia. But, but, but the thing about um, you being upstate is that you won't have all your friends to like goof off with. Right. But I haven't had my friends to goof off with for the past three months. It's with true. the exception of you coming I'm right over. fucking here. But that's <laughs> with true. the exception of you coming over to record podcasts. You saw Chad on Sunday. Right. That's the first time I've seen him in three months. Yeah. And... I I don't think that living upstate would make um at this rate would make like seeing people less frequent. Sure, sure, sure. Um so 
like without that being a factor, it's like, what the fuck am I doing here? Yeah. So anyway, that video, I used to watch it <laughs> and, and I hadn't even thought of that video in a while because, you know, I watched it a bunch of times. It was honestly, it was like one of those videos that I used to put on like, if I was like having trouble going to sleep or like maybe I got drunk and stayed up too late. Sure. I'd put it on like, you know, daydream. And I'd always think like, Oh, that's the, that's the life that like some people get to live for whatever reason. Like they made choices that allow them to do that or whatever. And now I'm like, like I'm headed in that direction. Like there's nothing in that video that, you know, if I really wanted to, I couldn't do, I could go build a fucking treehouse and a skate bowl upstate if I wanted to. Yep. So like, maybe that's what I should be doing. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe I shouldn't maybe. be like worrying endlessly about like, you know, I was saying before, before we hit record about how there is this part of me that like really doesn't want to <clears> let go of life in the city because it's so hard to be here. Yes. And I've always thought of it that way. And you've proved that you can live here. I I mean, have I though? Haven't you? Because there's a little part of me that feels like leaving is admitting that, you know, like some sort of defeat. Then what just staying forever is proving it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or just being like staying forever and like living the highest life you can here. Like, do you want to raise your kids upstate? I don't want to raise my kids in the city. I don't think, but I want to raise them like in proximity to the city. Like I want to, I want my kids to be able to go to the American natural history museum before they're 27. Like when I went there, (laughs) this is boring. See some fucking dinosaur bones. Where's the bar? (laughs) Like I, 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 I don't know. I just really want to have my cake and eat it too. Yeah. But like, I feel the same way there's a sliver of, of my personality or my brain or whatever that like really wants to be that fucking hunched over 80 year old guy at the hot food bar at D'Agostino's on a, uh, remember working at Hearst and we would go to the Morton Williams every now and again. Yes. And there'd be like a billion old as fuck people who lived in that area and like just walking the two blocks to get their like, you know, cottage cheese and white bread. Yeah. But like, like one grape leaf into a, (laughs) into a thing. Here's my dinner. Yeah. Ready to die. Yeah. They've been there for like, it's probably 60 years. Hey, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. Right. (laughs) Exactly. But, but, and, and I always think of them. Yeah. that, that is the absolute like that's the pinnacle <laughs> it is the, that's it that's that's the brass ring baby yes uh, reach out and grab it no but that <laughs> I, I i that was a really like haunting thing for me to see uh as like somebody who had just arrived here and was trying to like get a foothold in the city yeah because it was it was the like epitome of staying at the party too long Ooh, yeah, I don't know if I want to call those old people staying at the party too long. Like, is that guy lived in Williamsburg? <laughs> Maybe, but he's in like the Upper West Side in like a right rich old neighborhood. He's just sort of he probably has nowhere else to go. Right, but like, if you've been living in you know the Upper West Side for fifty years, yeah, then some guy rides by his bike and screams at you on a Saturday, <laughs> a Saturday afternoon. 
You and your son. Get fucked, old man. <laughs> and your son never saw you sweat that hard in your entire life. Uh, <laughs> don't look at him. Don't look at him. Don't look at him. Uh, he's coming over here. He's coming over here. <laughs> but the, like, if you live, I mean, I'm sure that there are people who are just like living with rent control and they're sort of like uh, on a, on a hamster wheel yeah. or whatever. But there's got to be a lot of people who live in this city and like bought a place fucking 40 years ago and like it's just become their tomb in the middle of the city <laughs> and like you, jesus that much time goes by sell that fucking apartment for a million dollars to whatever new idiot wants to show up yeah and go fucking rip wheelies on a dirt bike somewhere i mean i the more i think about the more i think about being here and the what like the kind of life that we're having now and it makes me think I can live in a smaller city. I just want all my friends to come with me. Right. But I also just don't want to work all the time. Right. That too. Like I just don't want to be fucking working every fucking day. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, <laughs> but if I move to the Catskills, you could take a train up and sleep in the treehouse. I could. I, I could do that. Yes. <laughs> and play on the drum set. Yeah. <laughs> when it's my turn. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I just like, I just mean like long term it'd be nice to like live in like Santa Fe or like a different part of the country for a bit yeah. in a way that like feels pleasurable, like a choice as opposed to like moving for work or something, you know? Yeah. The, the, there's like, there's a freedom to it. There's like, there's a freedom to the ability to leave New York if you want to now. Yeah. And that is presenting itself to people in a way that like they probably weren't prepared for. And now that you have this freedom to choose your home, not based on work, where do you choose to go? Is it still New York or, or is it somewhere else? Do you feel like, do you feel like that's going to stick? Like the, like, like I know, you know, one of our friends works for a company that's talking about just getting rid of their office altogether Mm -hmm. and letting everybody be remote all the time. Yeah. Do you think, like you see all these articles where they're like, Oh, the American work, they're going to rethink the American workplace. I mean, my job has proved that we don't need to be in the office. But but do you think that once this is like quote unquote over, I don't know if that's possible, but mm-hmm. once this is like once we go back to normal, do you think everything's just gonna like snap back to the way it was or do you think we'll no, learn a I lesson? don't think I don't know. It's, it's hard to say. Like will the Times realize that they don't need to pay rent on all these floors and like force people to work in like sort of a different way? Like kind of mandatory work from home for a couple days a week or whatever yeah. until you share a space with someone. Or is it, um, you know, some some other variation of that? Certain t- parts of the team is mandatory work from home. Because um, if you don't need to pay rent as a company, why would you? Right. That's what th- that's what I'm thinking. But I also feel like workers are going to want to like get back to normal. I 100 percent prefer talking to my coworkers in person. 100. Mm-hmm. percent But I also really like the the flexibility of waking up when I want, like going running in the middle of the day. Yeah. Just sort of like the freedom of my day of like how I choose to live my life is different. If that became the new normal, maybe like normal life would start to reshape. Like, like the, the isolation that you feel from not like speaking to your coworkers face to face. Right. That would, would melt away. That would melt away, but also like give way to opportunities for you to like go have lunch with people you're actually totally. friends with. Right. Or like, like again, you're the only person I'm seeing, like you're the first person I've talked to and like looked at all day. Yeah. That's not on a screen. And so like, I think once 
to your point, we can see whoever we want. It might change how we, we uh, think about our lives and change the way we interact with people. Yeah. I, I'm really, that might be very refreshing. I'm really curious if, cause I have like no faith in humanity. Mm-hmm. So like my yeah. gut tells me that everyone is itching to go back to exactly the way it was before. I mean, most people are creatures of comfort, you know, that's right. what they knew. And so that they just want to do what they knew how to do. Right. And so like, but I think it's now hitting the point where your psyche is changing and like how you think about your life is changing. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so too. I hope that people will be inspired to like challenge the like, uh, like low level pain of each day. (laughs) So I remember being in like high school and college. (coughs) Sorry. And just puking in your mouth. If I burp too hard, I cough sometimes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Sorry for listeners at home. Um, (laughs) So there's this band, the assistant that I would listen to when I was younger. Yeah. I still listen to them now, but they had this whole ethos of like DIY and like book your own tour and just like really making the point that you don't have to live the lifestyle that society is telling you you have to live. You don't have right. to like get a job and go to work. Like there's other ways to live. Yes. I remember thinking about that and like seeing that and thinking that's cool. That doesn't seem practical. Yeah. But that seems that's a cool idea that I support in theory and I will buy your merch to support you living that life, you right. know, as like, good job, buddy, doing your thing. <laughs> No, but I sincerely like respect that idea. Yeah. But I always thought I was like a, just a different way to live, like a, a separate reality than mine. Yes. And, but I also envied it deeply. Right. Like that ability to, to do what you choose and live a life you want to live and, and not be tied to a certain like way to work or a certain amount of income or a certain, like all these other things. Yeah. And that has always been very, very appealing to me. Yes. And to not have to work every single day and not have to like show up every single day and like not have these like rigid structures that you, that someone else is imposing on you just so you can pay your rent, just so you can eat, just so you can do those different things. Right. I, I think that that's the exact idea that I was trying to get at when I was saying that I watched that video. I'll, yeah. pu- I'll put a link to that video in the show notes just so people could watch it if they want. But um, <clears throat> like watching these people have fun and like building a tree house in the forest where the guy is just going to live in a tree. Yeah. Like seeing someone with like that much agency in their life, it feels like watching, like you're watching someone cheat a free person. Yeah. What I'm saying is Bernie 2020. (laughs) That's my point. I'm saying that reality endorses Bernie Sanders. (laughs) Freedom and happiness endorses uh, uh, Bernie Sanders. Um, But, but there is this like, I mean, I'm even describing feeling trapped by my own feelings about living in this city that I routinely talk about how like irritating it is to be here. Yes. But, but I have this like self-imposed like, like shame about wanting to leave or something. I have zero complaints about living in New York city. 
Really? I, lo- I absolutely love living in New York City. Oh, I walk down the street every day, and the only thing I think is, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you, I hate, people. I hate this. I hate people, <laughs> sure. I hate many people, Like, but it doesn't mean I don't want to live here. I would hate people anywhere. Yeah. So that's universal. Yeah. <laughs> that I know about myself. Right. So. Yeah. But the, I guess like, I mean, and this is all, this is just the, we're getting back to like the, basically the beginning here, but this is a self-help podcast, but yeah, way. this is a self-help <laughs> podcast. You should feel much more sane after listening to this. Yeah. You should be comforted. Um, it's a warm blanket. The thing is, <laughs> the like, th- there is a trade-off that you make living here, you know, like, and, and that's obvious for every person who comes to visit New York and they're like, oh, I don't know how you could live there. Yeah. I don't know how you could pay all that money. I don't know how yeah. you could handle all the crowds. Sure. You know, all those things, those are the trade-offs that you make for the benefits, right? And yes. the benefits are access to things yes. and the and di- other kinds of freedoms. Yes. But we haven't been experiencing them for a while. Yes. And that makes, that means you're like dealing with all this shitty stuff and not getting the benefit. But what shitty stuff am I dealing with right now? I still walking, like get good food and get delivered. I go to a beautiful park. I see all these like attractive people. I can like see my friends. What's the downside right now? Well, I mean, for me, the downside is like being in an apartment versus like having space to do stuff. Uh, being able to do more with the resources that I have. Sure. Like, I mean, if you just do some simple, you know, back of the envelope math, looking at like how much we spend on rent versus how much we would spend on a mortgage upstate, it's like, dude, I could build my own water park. It's crazy. Um, so there's, there's things like that. And it's like, I don't know. It's, there's a lot of, a lot of what what have (laughs) you. It's just. So, uh, um, so that's why I wake up at five 45 in the morning. Yeah. And so, so episode one of the goop lab, yeah. by Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, um, so the goop lab is a show that invites you to explore what it's like yeah. to live a life through the lens of a rich white lady. Yeah. If you're not familiar with what goop is, the goop lab is a TV show on Netflix yes. that it is under the umbrella of the goop brand. Yes. And the goop brand <laughs> is a, um, it is a Infowars style, uh, <laughs> brand that sells, uh, that's pretty fucking accurate. It's Infowars for the left. Yeah. It's Infowars style. Um, it's like when you go to the Infowars store <laughs> and you could buy like colloidal silver to cure AIDS. That's uh, fucking funny. Um, it's that only instead of being sold by Alex Jones, it's sold by the lady from shallow hell. It's that is a hundred percent accurate. If there was a polar opposite, <laughs> but the same thing yeah. to, uh, Infowars, it would be goop. Yes, totally. It's misinformation. It's gibberish. It's celebrity. It's entitlement. And it's monetized. And it's a hundred percent monetized. Very, very well. It's, uh, helping you. It's no, it's, it's, uh, basically an online store disguised as self-help telling you not to believe in, which um, is what our podcast is not to believe in reality, but to spend money on this, this, uh, like alternative crap. Yes. Yes. Um, so they have a TV show. Yeah. Uh, the goop lab invite again, invites you to explore different 
alternative topics. <laughs> Try to invite you to free your mind yeah. and think about different things and like sort of taboo things. Yeah, like shrooms. Like shrooms. Which I am very down with. So down. <laughs> um, and again, Gwyneth Paltrow, the figurehead, the Alex Jones of Coop. Yeah. Um, does not partake in any of the experiments, at least the one I saw. So far. Did you see the Alex Jones clip the other day where he was like, I will eat my neighbor. Yes. Yes. <laughs> he was like, I, I am a high performance alpha dominant male and I will eat my neighbor. Yeah. And all the guys watching, they're just fucking fully erect, <laughs> fully erect. Just fucking like taking their, taking their nootropic pills that yeah. they bought off his fucking store. Kidding me. Ugh. Um, <laughs> And Gwyneth Paltrow invites you to light a candle that smells like her vagina. Yeah. So same, same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Super but, self-obsessed people. But but at least products like, to if, you. if you're like in the goop cult, at least you could do you could like do shrooms and chill out. Whereas like if you're in if you're like an Infowars guy, I think you're just like driving around in a like an old toyota tercel drinking like rum and cokes out of a out of a burger king cup <laughs> you know what i mean like in, yeah in terms of the I'm like mind, ready to scream at someone yeah but in terms of like the the like kind of mind altering sure altered state that you enter <laughs> sure hers is definitely more chill a hundred percent way more appealing um she i mean i've never been a gwyneth paltrow fan aesthetically myself not my thing um wasn't was she in um what was that what was that movie she was in the uh with um Ethan Hawke and uh you know I always get her confused with uh Uma Thurman. Uma Thurman's way more attractive. Definitely, but when I try to think about like their movies from the 90s sure, and stuff, sure, sure. they blend together. I know that she was Patient Zero in Contagion cuz yep. I watched that recently. Yep. Um is she the one in uh what's what's that with Ryan Phillippe and uh I think I think I'm, I don't know. True crimes? No, it's like bad something. Bad Boys 2. <laughs> no, Bad Boys 2 is the shit though. <laughs> um but there's never mind. Okay. Um anyway, so I've only watched the first episode. Same with you? Yes. Okay. So the first episode is them doing uh, psychedelic drugs. Yeah. And it's 30 minutes and it's, it's four women and, and, a, and a man, a gay yeah. man. There's no straight male energy in that no. crew at all. No. Not saying it's a bad thing, but I think it would be a different vibe. You know what the energy was really giving off for me? What? The energy was very um, like HBO real sex. Yeah, kind of. So it was sort of an but ug- like, but it, in like a millennial lens. Yeah, but it was like an ugly fucking energy. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, it was like real sex, but woo woo. You know, if like real I mean, sex real shopped se- at like real sex was pretty woo free people. No, but not real sex had way more grit than this. Yeah, I mean, it was like real sex was like this in like a in like a studio apartment, <laughs> <laughs> but in the nineties. Yeah. It was shot on like VHS. Yeah. So it was just grimier in yes. its appearance. But, yes, yes, yes. But but it has the same sort of like bullshitty new age like kind of. Yeah. Real sex, I would tr- really try to crank it to. I don't know if I could crank it to goop. 
I don't think I can. I, real sex. I don't think you could. Could, could you crank it to I real would sex? Try so hard. I mean, you would try. <laughs> Hachi machi. Uh, like 15-year-old me would really try. Uh, I guess 15-year-old me would probably try with goop, too, honestly. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> There's women like what, what, smiling and looking nice. Yeah, what wouldn't I try? <laughs> <laughs> like TV guides here. Okay, great. Um, um, Gwyneth Paltrow, uh, you know, good on her for coming up with such a, a, a grift. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. I wonder, like, she is kind of like a perfect celebrity to sell this kind of garbage. Oh, yeah. Because she has this, yes. like, harmless, even just like the bone structure of her face looks so like she has those eyes that are sort of like naturally kind of set at like this sympathetic angle. Yeah. You know like, what I mean? Like mine. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't say that. Uh, <laughs> That's what people have told me. Sympathy eyes. I think those people are lying. Uh, I think those people empathy were hoping eyes. you would let them out of the trunk and not kill them. <laughs> very empathetic eyes. You look very empathetic. Stop You're very screaming empathetic at me. Guy. You have very empathetic eyes. I understand. You have feelings, and you, yeah, yeah, uh, I get it. I'm Just a person. Stop yelling. <laughs> I am. A, you see me. I'm a person. I'm a human being. Um, no, I, I think that she, like there is a, um, there is almost like this like old world royalty benevolence to her. Yes, and that's what she's selling. Like she crowned herself at some point, and everyone's like, "That's fine." Yeah, but it's like there there's some something about her overall aesthetic that yes. she is like she's like this ethereal yes being. She is like such pure white one percent energy. <laughs> <laughs> I am so much richer yeah. and so much thinner and so much whiter than everything. Yeah. Um, so in the episode, we, we go on a little adventure uh, with the, the goop team, not Gwyneth for some reason, but the goop team. You think she's hanging out with a goop team? No, no. Yeah, that's way. true. She, she interviewed one of her like team members as if like who they describe as being so close as if he's like an intern. She, oh, you work for me? Yeah. And what's her name? Adam? Alan? Adam? Hey, how do you feel? You feel good? Arlen? Al- you- Arliss? Line. Is your name Arliss? Line. Um, but um, yeah, you watch uh, three women and one guy do ayahuasca. Yeah. And then... That seems pretty chill. Yeah, I would 100% do ayahuasca. Same. Would love to do it. Would you do it with... Uh, Chad and Will and uh, in the park and cry your eyes out and say that was the most important moment of your life. Yeah. <laughs> and like puke into a bucket and like yeah. shit all over myself, but yeah. like really feel like yeah. I say I you really enjoy the- Will's energy right now. <laughs> I really tapped into the energy of the universe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, you know, people are doing ayahuasca so down, but then there's like, they cut in with different drugs. Right. And they cut it in with um, a guy who did MDMA. This guy. Uh, this guy is a, a, a Vietnam vet, I guess. Afghanistan vet. I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't get to this part. It was smack dab in the middle of the movie. You would have loved this part too. I'm going to I'm gonna keep watching this. You need to rewatch this episode because you would love this guy. I will. He has a garbage haircut. He looks like he's about to cry the entire time. And he tried to kill himself twice and failed. With a gun to his head and failed twice. 
<sighs> what are you doing, dude? <laughs> Just jump off a bridge. Like, was Gwyneth Paltrow like, do you suck at everything? <laughs> <laughs> no, but then he got, he took MDMA and he was cured. I don't know. He's better now. Yeah, getting high feels really good. <laughs> <laughs> it was for uh, PTSD. Yikes. I, I don't know. I couldn't tell. They wouldn't say that the PTSD was for trying to kill himself and failing or for whatever happened in the war. He went to like a porta potty in the middle of the night and it, it, like this camp blew up or his platoon got blown up or something. Jesus. Yeah. And he's like in the, taking a shit and <laughs> missed the whole action and he walked out and it's like everybody's dead. Um, and the only person who understood what he was going through was Gwyneth Paltrow. Exactly. Yes. She's like, and I broke up with Chris Martin. <laughs> um, yeah, and so, <laughs> so if you think about it, Coldplay was Coldplay we've was also, my we, bombed out port We've both <laughs> been in a lot of therapy. That's my point. <laughs> we've both seen the shit. Um, um, the movie I was trying to think of before was Great Expectations. Okay, did you see it? No. There's this scene where, like, uh, Ethan Hawke. If I'm remembering this correctly, it's from like 1997. Yeah, but I popped such a wicked boner watching this movie because Ethan or to Gwyneth to Ethan. No, there's a, <laughs> there's this scene where like Ethan is like drinking from a water fountain okay. and Gwyneth leans down to drink from it too. And then licks the water off his mouth. Okay. And I was just like, <laughs> it was, I mean, yeah. Sounds erotic. I, 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 we're talking 1997. Yeah. Sure. No, I, yes, totally. Like I, if, if I even thought a Delia's catalog might be in the mail in 1997, <laughs> I would be fucking mopping my brow with flop sweat. Like, oh my God. Do you know what it's like to see Gwyneth Paltrow? A hot Gwyneth. Yeah. Nubile Gwyneth Paltrow yes. licking Ethan Hawke's grizzled, <laughs> grizzled train wreck teeth over a water fountain. Yeah. <sighs> Uh, maybe I'll DVR that. One. <laughs> um, yeah. So this guy tried to kill himself twice. Um, you spent just 25 minutes looking that up just now. I'm sorry. I had to, I had to, <laughs> I had to get to that, to that place. Also, I, I didn't see that much of the episode. So I, oh, I thought you saw the whole thing. I thought no, you were cramming. No, no. I mean, I tried, but yeah, then I had to set up all this equipment no, I and, see, I, I see. and there were, we got pizza. Oh, yeah. there, also there's pizza. If you oh, know, well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, um, this guy tried to kill himself twice, failed, took some MDMA is now cured. That's great. It's great. Um, and then they all basically just go to the beach together at the end. Gwyneth doesn't go though, does she? Nope. No, I didn't think so. <laughs> <laughs> so he, so this guy who cured himself of PTSD with, uh, uh, MDMA Gets to hang out with a bunch of Gwyneth Paltrow's social media. Oh, no, media he concerns. doesn't go. He sits in a room by himself in a chair and talks about how he tried to kill himself and failed. And then they show like a video of him taking the MDMA with like two, two doctors. And that's it. And basically, the point is hey, drugs cure people too, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, I mean, I watched the first half of the episode and like, what, what do you think is like the message? of the show because at the beginning they have Gwyneth Paltrow saying that it's all about like 
grabbing life and wringing everything out of it that you can or whatever. It's like the most basic shit. It's like for the most basic people to think, hey, maybe I could do something else with my life. Like try drugs. Yeah. Maybe I should go to a fish concert. But like they won't, right? Of course not. They'll just watch it. Gwyneth is braver than they are. Right. They're not brave enough to try shrooms. On Monday. <laughs> with us in the park. Yeah. Meet us at one thirty in the park. We're brave psychonauts. <laughs> um, they also do... There's ayahuasca, MDMA, uh, mushrooms, and I think something else. I forget what else. But... Um, and they explore having an orgasm. I haven't gotten that one yet. Oh, I'll watch that one. Yeah. That's some, I, that'll take me back to real sex. But it's just like as if we're going to have a new perspective on a rich from a rich white lady. Like, give me a fucking break. That's the thing. Like, she doesn't seem like someone who knows about these things. Right. You know she what I mean? She doesn't seem like someone who's had a lot of experiences. Yeah. Like... <clears throat> and and that's why I was saying like she's sort of selling her her like image like the yeah. the you know like you want to be Gwyneth Paltrow like you right. want to be this like w- this extremely wealthy waif with incredible bone structure yes like if I wanted to get a real lesson about say orgasming <laughs> I would I would maybe look to um, maybe like Russell Brand, you know, mm. like like a recovered sex addict who like someone who devoted their life to it for like twenty years. I go to like a sex therapist or something. I'm saying like if you're going to look for a celebrity, sure, who sure who's going to like tell you what's what about a thing, sure, you know, like who's like a celebrity who <clears throat> who really knows drugs. I don't know, like like Hunter S. Thompson, like that's who sure. I want to tell me Nick Cage. Does the cage do drugs or is he just insane? No, he has to do drugs. Right? He has to. Like, like if I want to know how good <clears throat> cocaine makes you feel, I'm going to talk to Jeremy Piven. Yeah. You right, know? Right. I'm not going to talk to Gwyneth Paltrow. No. Because she's just like hanging out in like a white room with white drapes, with white linens. And I mean, good on you for being a successful lady and like making your own company. So- Condé Nast used to publish Goop magazine. Is that still a thing? Well, it is, but Condé no longer publishes it. Okay. Because Goop had a problem with the fact-checking that they were doing in the the content. Ah. And so that didn't align with the Goop ideals or whatever have you. It didn't. Yeah. I mean, their ideals are like, buy this stuff. Exactly. Or like, this is loose science. Let it go. They're like, "Mm." right. I guess the thing that I find most interesting is like what's for sale. And I don't mean what's yeah. for sale as in like what the individual items are, but it's like, it's sort of like my same beef with like, it, it's like, like Joe Rogan, like, sure. like Joe Rogan is just, is just the UFC version of Gwyneth Paltrow. Sure. And it's like, people love him. I mean, if, if you listen to his podcast, he's not saying anything like particularly interesting or insightful, he just embodies a thing. Sure. Like, like it's, it's his whole deal that is, is being sold. I don't even get Joe Rogan. I don't know what his deal is. I've never listened to his podcast. You know, he's kind of like a weird conservative guy, right? 
No, he would just tell you he's open-minded. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they all do. They're all fucking cloaked out. <laughs> uh, no, uh, yeah, I'm not a fan of his, yeah. but, uh, but I think that his whole deal is so appealing to a lot of people. Yeah. He's extremely rich. He's like independent in the way that he like has made his, his nut, you know, like by being an independent broadcaster, he's, uh, smart enough to have interesting conversations, but not really smart enough to like challenge them. Mm -hmm. So he's Mm -hmm. like, he's like the exact right amount of smart that it's not threatening to anyone. Sure. I don't know. I, I, yeah, he's not my favorite person in the world, but I think that like his, like his popularity is selling a thing. Like, yeah, of course. And he's totally Alex Jones too. Like he, he was selling brain pills for a long time and <laughs> other bullshit. <clears throat> um, they're all winning, man. Yeah. Should we do top three? Yeah. My top three gurus. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, David Koresh. Number two. <laughs> did you watch the, did you watch the Waco um, miniseries? Uh, it was, I think it was on Netflix. No, dude, it was so good recently. Yeah. It's, mm. uh, I can't I watch that. I can't remember what the fuck. I think it's just called. I Waco. tried watching Ozark again the other night and just fucking too dark. No, I just, it just keeps me up. And also like I had a weird, also Margaret has another ghost story, by the way. Oh shit. Yes. So she has another ghost story and I asked her about it. We were talking about it this morning cause I didn't want to ask her about it last night cause it was too scary. Cause I don't want to like have it in my mind before bed. Yeah. I don't want to say it's too scary, but I want to have it in my mind <laughs> before bed. Okay. Um, but the story is like she woke up in the middle of the night. She had to use the bathroom and she felt like someone, something was like watching her when she went to the bed with the bathroom. Okay. She felt like kind of uncomfortable and then went back to the bed. Was it her landlord with a spy camera from sharp image? And she was like sitting on the edge of her bed, like towards the wall. Okay. And the room's dark, and she had like her phone flashlight on, uh-huh. and kind of uh, was sort of looking around and saw like the glimpse of a figure at the end of her bed. A ghoul, like, like watching her. Yeah, a ghoul. <laughs> um, but we were talking. She was saying she was talking to a friend of hers who who like fancies her, herself a medium. Okay, this friend, and she asked her like, "What is the deal? Like, why did this happen?" And she said, "So many people are dying right now." That there's like, and they don't know where to go. And there's just sort of like, they're becoming ghouls. A lot of, uh, an influx of like spirits sort of in the city with no place to go. Okay. A lot of spirit energy. A lot of spirit energy. Yes. Yeah. That sounds intense. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I am uh, generally not afraid of those things. Her, Her first story though. I know, I know. That really rattled you. <laughs> Did it, it didn't rattle you at all. It was a great story. Did it rattle you at all? Uh, I think that there was a pop- How do you explain the experience? Frank, <laughs> I, I, I can't explain it. I wasn't there. Yeah. I mean, to me, it seems like there's probably just people who found a way into the basement where they can hang out and drink or do drugs. No footprints, though. <laughs> no footprints. <laughs> sure. Okay. I mean, yeah, maybe it was probably ghosts. That's the most logical explanation. <laughs> I'm just, tr- I'm trying to get your, uh, you know, trying to get your way to think about it. Yeah. You know? I, I joke about things like this all the time. So when we were, when we were upstate, yeah. uh, the, 
property that we were looking at. It's very heavily forested. Yeah. And um, like a little bit after, you know, Maya and I were talking about it and she was like, oh, you know, my only concern about being up there is it's like really, it's like scary. Yeah. Like it's, you know, it's, it's like remote and it's dark and like there's woods and everything. And I was like, there's nothing to be afraid of. Yeah. There's nothing up there. I mean, except for the witch who lives in the woods. But that's <laughs> it. And she did, she did like a slow burn. Like, look at me. Yeah. And she's like, why would you put that thought in my head? <laughs> I was like, what? I was just joking. She's like, yeah, but that wasn't funny to me. And now I'm never going to stop thinking about it's like the Blair Witch in the woods. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I, that stuff doesn't really rattle me. I bet if you saw, if you had that same experience that she did, I just think that there's so much more in life that's more like immediately terrifying. <clears throat> I ain't got, agree. I ain't got time for ghosts. Agree. <laughs> but if someone's like flicking my fucking lights on and off and like whispering into my bed, yeah, hard pass. Yeah, I mean, I agree that those are scary things. Spooky. I agree. Um, do you have an email pulled up from anybody? Had, didn't finish the last email we got. I know. We got another one though, didn't we? Wasn't there a nice email? That Just you talking about how much he liked our show, basically. Oh, all right. <clears throat> Frank, I found the email. Okay. You, <laughs> y- you are listening to Frank and Eric's. I love that chainsaw. You're going to feel strong pressure on the prostate gland from inside your rectum. <laughs> Top three showdown. Ooh, it's very, very heavy. It's good every time. Yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, um, okay. We did celebrity crush last time, I think. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm looking at this list. Um, worst dates. Worst dates. Uh, that's pretty good. Is that too personal? I've told the story before. Number mine. I don't, I'm not going to put them in order. One of my top worst dates was, um, meaning I met a girl on the train on NJ transit years ago. Yeah. Months later, we ended up hanging out in my apartment in Jersey city. I'm totally broke. Yeah. She comes over for dinner on a Saturday. I have no money. I make her vegetarian tacos. So that were quotes. <laughs> so I have can of beans, can of corn. <laughs> god so you, you made her a hobo a hobo lunch basically yeah okay and she comes over at like four o'clock for some yeah. reason. so we're eating this very meager food terrible meal jesus in my apartment it's hot um and like we had some back and forth we never had hooked up or anything nothing happened between us but like you know there's a, a strong energy there a strong vibe yes you know? vibes and <laughs> you know when like it's you know it's the date where you're gonna sleep with someone or you're gonna hook up with someone yeah like you've hit that point yes and it felt like that that was that was the vibes right you know and so i'm just awkward i'm just an awkward guy sometimes i don't yeah. know what to do with you i'm not putting on any moves on or anything we're not drinking we're just eating my shitty food we're watching like the blob or something in my apartment okay okay it's like still daylights and we're just getting antsy. I'm like, let's go do something else. Yeah. So we go out in the neighborhood and like go out and get a drink or whatever. And we go out and get a drink. And then we meet up with like we, I lived in Jersey city. I had a lot of friends in Jersey city at the time. So I just ran into some friends of mine. Yeah. 
at the time and uh run into some guys we're hanging out at the bar we're having fun we go to another bar and she is she's now like asking me to buy her cosmos i don't know how i paid for these cosmos by the way because i know i didn't have any money yeah <clears throat> and so she's just getting wasted she's now hitting on my friend mark she's got a, fel- a belly full of like canned corn and beans pretty much yeah <laughs> and booze um my friend Mark is like the nicest, most polite, like good guy. You yeah. Know? And so she's now hitting on Mark and Mark feels very uncomfortable and, uh, she's drunk and we go back to my apartment and I'm lo- unlocking the door, the front door. I'm sure I've told this story in the podcast before, but I'm unlocking the front door. She grabs my ass as I'm at the front door. Uh-huh. And I'm like, okay. Cause I don't think anything's going to happen at this point. Cause she's right. like drunk and like flirting with my friends. And so she grabs my ass. <clears throat> we walk upstairs. I open the door to my apartment. She takes her purse, whips it across the room, smashes against the wall. And I'm just like watching this at this point. I'm like, okay. And so she goes over to, to the uh, fridge. I'm sitting on the couch watching her. I could see her at the fridge. She has the fridge open. She takes out some leftover pasta, starts chowing down on my leftover pasta, like standing in the fridge, like with a fork. Okay. And then closes the door, sits down with me for like a second, gets up. She only has like a sundress on, takes off her sundress, passes out in my bed like a starfish. Like takes up the whole bed. Uh Uh-huh. So I like push her over. (laughs) We go to bed, wake up the next day. Nothing happens. And so like, I was like, so had a good time. You know, whatever. It's awkward. Next day. Later that day, later the next day, Sunday, she asks me for my friend Mark's phone number. <sighs> yeah. <clears throat> so I give it to her. And I tell Mark, and you know, we think it's funny or whatever. And she texts Mark and says, uh, you know, trying to meet up with him. And she says, you should strike while the iron is hot. Wow. And that has been like a running joke between Mark and I ever since. Wow. Better strike while the iron is hot. Did he? He did not. They're married and they have three beautiful kids. <laughs> <laughs> no, he did not. Wow. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like a really bad date. I think that I've always been the bad date. <laughs> so, um, like just being moody or what? Yeah, I'm like, like if I'm not into something, I have yeah. a really hard time not communicating. Yeah, that. I know that about you. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of like really bad dates that I've been on. Like, just you showed up and like this is terrible, and I'm I want bail. Or like you didn't realize it was a date. At first, and you walked in, you're like, oh, fuck. I'm trying to... I I feel like one thing that I've been really good at in my life is, like, n- like avoiding gray areas like that. Yeah. Not me. I'm like, we're either doing <laughs> this or we're not. Not me. Because I got things to do. Gray so. area is my fucking <clears throat> M.O. And everybody hates it. Oh, my God. They hate it. I, there was one time I went home from the bar with a girl, and then I, I ended up just, like opening a bunch of packages for her and breaking down her cardboard. And then I farted really loud and left. Nice. But uh, aside from that, I can't really think of a time when it went really bad. Uh, Worst date number two. This is just me being a shithead. Yeah. Uh, It was when we did our, the first power hour. Yeah. And then Chad and Jason and I went out, to another bar with the Charlene's. Oh yeah. I couldn't believe you guys did that. Yeah. We were very drunk. Yeah. We were thought we were having a good time. (laughs) 
and we went to Charlene's <laughs> yeah. and there was a birthday party happening. Uh-huh. So Chad, you know, you, you know, Chad, he sees like balloons. He gets very excited. Yeah. Yeah. Wants yeah. the party. Um, and so we sort of like joined this birthday party that was happening and like kind of ate some of their food. Cause just, we were, just bumming them out super no. hard. <laughs> <laughs> no, we were having fun. And so, uh, I ended up going home with this girl. I met at the party and she lived around the corner and, um, at the time, I feel I felt like I had no idea where the fuck I was, but it's obviously just like right down the street. Yeah, um, and it was cold out. I remember like walking through snow or something, <laughs> and we go to her apartments in some big building, and nothing happens because I'm so drunk. Yeah, like I just don't have you know I'm just not right, not functional. Yeah, <laughs> great date, <laughs> super good date. Yeah. Next morning, she wakes up and she's like, "Hey, do you want to?" You know, I'll make you breakfast or whatever. I'm like, great. And I'm just like super hungover. And she was a smoker. Oof. So not my not my thing. Yeah, yeah. And but she had like Nicorette gum, you know. Okay. And I was like I remember just she was in the kitchen and I was in her bedroom and I was kinda of just like poking around, like looking at looking at her stuff as as I was getting dressed. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, it'd be funny if there was like plan B, like chewable plan B. Chew for one. I thought that was fucking hysterical. Um, chew, chew for one, chewable Plan B, like like Plan B gum. That to me, in my mind, that morning, right, slayed. So she asked me to leave. She asked you to leave. Yeah, she's like, "Get the fuck out of here, <laughs> you fucking moron." Yep. Um. Yeah, I, I guess like I wasn't really thinking of this in the terms of me being the bad date. Mm. Um, you seem to naturally have gone in that direction. Well, I'm just yeah. I think one of my my all time favorites. I know and, who I am, and and most famous is Acrimonious. Yes, which is one of my you know more famous stories from the old podcast. But I, uh, uh, you know, met a very attractive young lady. Um, one night, her in the bar or what I was, I was remember Len. Yep. I was out with Len. We were out drinking and we went to a bar in Greenpoint and this, I was talking to this girl and she was like, me and my friends are leaving. And I was like, all right, see you later. And I looked out the window and she was pointing at me like saying like, come here. Yeah. And I was like, all right guys, I gotta go. Uh, <laughs> so I went and then we went to, uh, we went to this like crazy secret party in Soho somewhere right. where, uh, the, <clears throat> the guy who played, uh, the guy from kids, I think his character's name was Telly. Yeah. He was there dancing like by himself, like just in the middle of the dance floor, like, okay. like fully in his, in his own little world. Yeah. It was a big deal. This party. Yeah. And me and this girl are just furiously making out at the bar, like just, sloppy like sure. late night you know sure. it was like an after hours thing and then we went back to her place and nothing really happened like it, it didn't get crazy yeah. yeah um but then the next morning we we went out to uh breakfast together and i was like oh i think i just met my wife like yeah. this is wonderful yeah. um and then uh we were talking in hindsight, I realized that I was just this pathetic loser, but we were talking about, I, I, she was asking me about like relationships I had been in or something. Yeah. And I was talking about like, I had broken up with someone like somewhat recently. Yeah. 
and she asked me if the uh, split was acrimonious. Yeah, yeah. And I did not know what that word meant. And you were deeply embarrassed by this. Yeah, I mean, I she must have looked at. The look on my face must have been like the look on my dog's face when I talked to him throughout the day. Just sort yeah. of like, I, I like you, and I, I don't know what this means, but I'm going to try to just... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's one way to describe it. Uh, Do you remember her name or anything? Uh, I do, but I'm not going to say. Yeah, yeah. I'm so um, curious. Yeah. Uh, I saw her once after that, like on the street. I was out with Jason and somebody else, and I, and she walked by, and she came up to me and said, hey. And uh, and I was like, oh, my God, that was yeah. her. Uh, but uh, it was funny because, like, we we hit it off very well the night before, went out to breakfast together, and that was the exact moment when I felt, oh, this is over. This is <laughs> well. We'll never see each other the, again. The ride ends he- precisely that was, here. That was fun. <laughs> um, my third is not really. A, wasn't really a date. It was. I was viewing an apartment. Long story short, this is one of my worst moments. Yeah, I know this story. It's a good story. <laughs> uh, I, I worked a full day. Went to the gym. And then, like, I, had, I was viewing this apartment at 9 o'clock. I met up with Chad before. Uh-huh. Got a couple drinks. Of course. Forgot to eat dinner. Yep. Show up to the apartment pretty drunk. <laughs> uh, accidentally very drunk. Yeah. Showing me the apartments. Beautiful apartments. Really nice. We're kind of flirting. She's asking me all these questions about myself. And then we kind of start making out. Was this to be a roommate? Potentially, roommate, yes. I was okay. going to be her okay. roommate, yes. Well, wow. This is just terrible. And so she's asking me questions, but like get to know me kind of questions. You know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't know. Like, I remember downloading Spotify on her computer as if it was a new thing. That to give you like a timestamp on this. 2011, maybe? 2010? Yeah. Around then. She's like, oh, it's cool. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for your suggestion. And... Um, I must have also a huge dick move on your part. Just being like, Hey, I'm going to take over here and like, yes, make myself at home. Yep. <laughs> Download shit on your computer. <laughs> Guy you've never met. Yeah. Um, so I'm there for like, maybe she offers me another drink. I'm there for like 40 minutes at this point. Yeah. Kind of start making out. I, there's a part that's blacked out. Let's say I blacked out. Let's yeah, just yeah. say for argument's sake, I yeah. blacked out. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> we, we're making out. And then I, I maybe fell asleep or something, but then I knew I had to get up and go to the bathroom because I was about to throw up. I was trying to catch my vomits in my hands. And her apartment was, again, extremely clean, pristine. <laughs> and you know that, that feeling of like, oh, I got I to gotta get out of yeah. here or this is, this is bad news. Yeah. I, get, I open the door of the bathroom, puke on like the lid of the toilet, you know, like <laughs> splash it goes behind the toilet like near the shower um i just you know i throw up all over all over bathroom yeah and i'm sitting on the bat on the toilet now groaning she knocks on the door are you okay give me a minute i say yeah i'm trying to like clean up all my puke with toilet paper not going well <laughs> yeah so drunk <laughs> Keep in mind, this is like a Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not going to go home right now. I'm fucking tired. I just threw up. Yeah. And so I, I leave her bathroom. I clean up, you know, I, the best I could, I guess. Right. Which is probably not great. Probably not great. <laughs> I just take my clothes off and, and lay down in her bed and fall, and fall asleep. Uh-huh. That is, a, that is like call the cops move. <laughs> yeah. If I'm her, get this fucking guy out of my apartment move. <laughs> yeah. So I'm in my underwear. I'm asleep. I wake up. She's next to me. I'm like, hey, how's it going? How are you feeling? Like way more generous with me than she should have been. Yeah. Like 100% more generous. And she's like, I guess you're not going to take the apartment, huh? And it's like, uh, I'm, you know, I'm just like brutally hungover. <laughs> Dying. Like, Let me think about it. <laughs> <laughs> she offers to make me coffee. And I'm like, I just need to get the fuck out of here. <sighs> And I leave, wow. and I think, I need to change my life. This is yeah. not going well. This is a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> I am a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't have a third one. I wish I had a, a, a third one. Something tells me you do if you thought hard enough. Yeah. There was just the one that um, this, this happened back home. I, w- I was home for the holidays, and I met a young lass out at the bar, and um, – I went back to her place and I didn't want her to know where my parents live. So I, <laughs> I picked a random street and told her that that's where I lived. Why? Cause she had to drive me back the next morning. Why didn't you want her to know? I didn't want her showing up at my parents. house. <laughs> <laughs> Why would she do that? Mm, she seemed a bit unstable. Okay. Um, and so I just like, I, I, I like picked a random street, which was very far from where my parents actually lived. And this was in the winter and there was an ice storm the night before. Uh And she had to go back to work at the warehouse where she worked. (laughs) So she was like, Oh, I'll give you a ride home. I'm leaving for work. I was like, okay. Uh, I was like, I live, I live right down here. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, what do you, what do you mean? Where is it? And I'm like, Oh, it's just right down here. You, um, I'll just, you just like drop me off here at the corner. <laughs> She's like, Oh, I'll just take you to your house. And I was like, it's just right, right down here. <laughs> and, and like, I basically like leapt from the vehicle Jesus. and I was just like, okay, thank you. I'll see you later. And, uh, and then I walked four miles home. <laughs> did it, you know where you were when you got out of the car? Did I know? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, and then I walked four miles home, like in, you know, the, the I wish she saw you on her drive. Huh? On her drive to work. She, she may have, uh, <laughs> you know, those, you know, when the, there's like a fucking guy, an ice storm where like everything is just like glazed with ice yeah, yeah. and you can't walk. Yeah. You're just like, I fucking ate shit for four miles walking home <laughs> to my parents' house. And I got home at like, you know, 8 a.m. or 7 a.m. Yeah. And my mom was making coffee in the kitchen and I walked in just like, reeking of booze yeah. and like uh, covered in like water. Cause I had been yeah. falling on the ice all That's morning so funny. and she was just like, oh. <laughs> that's when she said the, the, the Lord looks out for children and drunks or something like that. That's funny. Uh, I don't know. She's like, you're both. Yeah. You're, <laughs> you're a fucking drunk child. You idiot. Uh, yeah. Good times. Yeah. <sighs> is that it? Yeah, that's it. Those, those are our, our three. We each yeah, have three. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's that's been our review of Goop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
That's it. Um, Those are all of our thoughts on Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. Uh, So if you have any ideas for top threes or topics for the show, or if you want to tell us about your quarantine or literally anything, uh, feel free to email us um, at eric at frankanderic.com or frank at frankanderic.com. Um, I made a playlist of all of our outro music because someone asked about that. Um, you can find a link on our Twitter, which is Frank and Eric. Um, I'll include it in the show notes here too. Um, and yeah, I guess that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, everybody please just, you know, stay safe. It's better to stay bored and healthy than I guess than to yeah. be, yeah. uh, you know, risky and dead. So, um, don't touch your face and stay positive. Friends or something more than